Hey guys, I hope you are all well and enjoying this beautiful sunny Tuesday. Um, weather is beautiful and yeah, happy, happy times when the sun's out. So this week is a Q&A. I'm going to be answering a few of your questions that have come up over the last sort of week to 10 days. Some good ones this week and I think a few that you will all find really, really helpful particularly at this time of year. Um, a lot of you are exploring out and about, whether that's good on holidays, whether that's being more social. So definitely lots of questions around how we can handle these times and still stay on track with our goals, which is really, really important. And my coaching methodology is very much a space of teaching you how to do that whilst enjoying your life, teaching you how to live in line with your goals, how to live in line with your values whilst you are having a great time, right? And yeah, that comes with some compromise, but it's not about sacrifice and it's not about waiting until this is done because that's life. There's always going to be things to consider, right? And so realistically with coaching, the aim is to enable you with the tools to live, live your best life, live the life that you enjoy while sometimes making compromises and while sometimes choosing the indulgences. And that's the important thing when it comes to longevity and, and long-term success both with reaching a goal and with sustaining those results when you get there so the first question this week is how can I go about eating out weekly and still make pro progress so this question came from a client who is currently at the weekends hasn't been tracking because she's been very social each weekend and is wondering about how she can actually fit these social occasions in with her week. So really, really important question. And I think the first thing to note is that if you are a client who is tracking and tracking, as you will all know, a lot of you will have different nutritional approaches. Some of you may have had a time where you have used MyFitnessPal. Now we've moved away from it. Some of you are still using MyFitnessPal. MyFitnessPal and tracking isn't inherently good or bad, right? It's what's right for the client and serves a purpose and it's ultimately one of many tools it's a tool that eventually once we've ingrained everything that comes with it we will look to remove down the line but can also be really really helpful in terms of teaching you a lot creating mindfulness around choices with food and it's what we choose to take from it so this current client is currently using my fitness pal building up her nutritional knowledge creating an awareness around their food uh, food portions and choices so in line with that, remember that even though, even if you are tracking using MyFitnessPal and still in that phase of your journey, it's still not the only tool in the bag when it comes to managing your nutrition. And I think sometimes actually telling ourselves that it is the only tool in the bag is actually quite detrimental because we end up in this mindset of, well, I can't track it, so I'm just going to overeat. Well, I can't track it, so I'll start again one day. And actually, that's really silly, right? Because you know that you can make other choices, etc, etc. And you know that there's other things that you can do here to act in line with your goals, not just track it on an app. So a few different things to consider here. First one would be to be super honest with yourself. And if you are currently monitoring your nutritional intake, whether that's you're in a slight deficit, um, and managing calories and you're saying that you can't track at the weekends because you eat out a lot my first question would be be honest with yourself are you is that the narrative you're telling yourself or is it just maybe a little bit trickier and requires a little bit more forward planning so you've decided you quote unquote can't 
And I say that because the majority of big chains nowadays do have nutritional information available, right? This is the world that we live in. And ultimately down the line, you may obviously rely on that less. And not what I'm saying is we don't want to be making decisions purely on the sense of, right, what's the lowest calorie thing I can consume? But what having the calories available, the nutritional information available will do, it will allow you to really see the disparity between some of the caloric density of some of the meals. So for example, I don't think anybody thought that the Wagamama's katsu curry would have over a, nearly a day's worth of calories in. And again, that's a Wagamama's problem because neither should it. There should be no reason why a chicken and rice dish should have nearly a day's worth of calories in. But that's by the by. And hopefully this movement with having calories on menus will encourage restaurant chains to produce a little bit more um, healthily and in line with people's goals. But and just general, well, general public health. Um, however, I digress that sometimes all it can do is allow you to make more informed choices, right? So you go in and think, right, okay, I've already decided before going out here that I am going to act in line with my goals tonight. It's not a big occasion necessarily. Um, you know, it's not a quote unquote, fuck yes. It's just we're going out for tea. Um, it's part of our life. And this is the problem, I think, is people say, oh, you know what? Going out is a special occasion, isn't it? It's a treat. And nowadays, ask yourself, really, is that the case? Or is it a part of your week? There's only seven days to a week. And if you're going out at least once or twice a week, eating out, then it's not actually a special occasion, is it? It's part of your week. So you have to find a way to fit that in. There will be times, obviously, where you'll be, do you know what? And say, do you know what, this is a big occasion, maybe it's a big birthday, a big anniversary, something like that. Maybe you're going to a restaurant that you have wanted to go to for a really, really long time. It's going to be something that you remember for a long time. And in that case, it's a quote unquote, fuck yes, right? You choose your indulgences. But a lot of the times it's that we are wanting to eat out, we're wanting someone else to cook for us, we're wanting to enjoy the ambience of being with different people and chatting around a table and having someone serve us rather than making our own dinner and whatnot actually it's not all just about overeating right so when you kind of get a handle on that and you learn to see the picture a little bit bigger and be a little bit more mindful around it it makes it so much easier to act in line with your goals and if you are someone that eats out regularly again this is something you need to think about that does everything have to be an overconsumption when actually this is something that I'm doing quite regularly in my life so the first thing would be go in with the intention of knowing if it's a quote-unquote fuck yes or if it is just you're going out to you know you fancy going and eating out and you have a good time and you're just going to have a change of scenery etc etc and if the latter is the case then like I say asking yourself if actually you could track it because the nutritional information is available and knowing that you're going into that and thinking right okay I'm going to make this fit into my day so I'm going to make a choice that's aligned with my goals and you might have a few choices available and you might say right okay I'm going to have one of these three things maybe I'll go for the lowest calorie or maybe you had something in mind and you didn't realize that it was really calorically dense and that's allowed you to make a more informed choice and go with your second choice for example it's not a case of always choosing the lowest thing on the menu it's about looking maybe at the things that you enjoy and then making informed choices and this came up with a client, I remember that it was about the week after, I think, that calories went on menus. And I remember a client saying that she she likes to go out for a Sunday roast um, after a walk. And how this can be helpful is that she went to the regular place to go for their Sunday roast. And she would usually get a three meat Sunday roast, for example. And 
it didn't deter her from having a Sunday roast per se, but what it did do was make her realise that there was a thousand more calories in the three meat one than there is just the regular turkey or chicken roast dinner. And therefore she chose the turkey or the chicken and was able to act a little bit more in line with her goals rather than eating a thousand calories over, for example. So it's about utilising the information that's available. Ask yourself, can you track or are you just telling yourself that you can't? And again, we know as we begin to build up our nutritional knowledge, we know what a serving of protein looks like, right? You know if you go for something with tofu in it, you know if you go for something that's a piece of meat or a piece of fish, you're going to get your protein serving. And again, think about how you would structure a meal at home. Where's your protein serving? Where's your vegetable serving? Where's your carbohydrate serving? And if you're thinking along those lines, you're going to make a pretty on-point choice, right? Align with your goals. And in line with that, you can make a choice based on the calories you've got available. Say, for example, you know that you're going out, you know what kind of restaurant you're going to. So you decide that you have your breakfast, you have your lunch, you maybe choose to eat a slightly lighter lunch, like a big salad. You make sure that you're on track with your protein for the day. You have a snack before you go out so that you're not absolutely ravenous. And then you leave yourself, I don't know, with 800 calories for the evening. And you may be able to find a choice that is 650 calories and you choose to have a glass of wine which takes you to about 120 calories and you may sit I don't know an average of 50 calories over that goal and that is being on track right just within or around that number roughly there or thereabouts you've had regular protein servings you choose something that has a protein option in it and you sit there or thereabouts with your calories and just because you can't track it to 100% doesn't mean that you cannot make an informed choice doesn't mean that you can't make other choices in the day in light of knowing that you're going out later in the day it doesn't mean that every meal that you have has to be three courses and half a bottle of wine it could be that you go out you make sure that you have a snack before you go so that you're not ravenous you eat well throughout the day and you choose a choice that aligns with your goals and you choose to have a glass of wine instead of a dessert or you choose to have a dessert instead of a starter because you have got more calories available or you just have a main. You can make choices that align with your goals without tracking it 100%. And I think we all know that deep down, but the narrative that we like to tell ourselves is what's the easiest available option. And I think we do have to be honest with ourselves in these situations, that if we are making choices that align with our goals, if we are saying, no, I don't need the starter and the dessert every time I go out, I'm just going to have the main. If we say, you know what, I can just have a glass of wine and factor it into my calories rather than having the whole bottle. These are the differences that allow you to be social, allow you to live your life, but make the small compromises that means you can still act in line with your goals. And it's being willing to make those compromises and not just say, well, if I can't do it perfectly, then I can't do it at all. That actually ends up being a bit of a crook. So there's loads of things to consider here. And again, the absolute basics of shifting the focus and enjoying the environment around you, the company, slowing down with your eating, checking in with your hunger before you start eating, putting your knife and fork down as you're chewing, taking your time, enjoying the taste, knife and fork down halfway through the meal, checking in with your hunger and your fullness. You know, how close are you to being full, to being satiated? Are you a couple of bites away from that? And then you're done and you can leave the rest on your plate, not feeling like you have to finish the whole serving. Pay more attention to the conversation that you're having, the ambience. And actually what this will do is give you so much more appreciation and mindfulness and gratitude for those moments outside of just the food that you can consume.
So, so much to consider here. And I think that definitely the take home here is to stop trying to be perfect. And think if you can't be perfect, it's not worth doing it at all. And actually be honest with yourself and check in with these other tools that will actually allow you to act in line with your goals when you think about the bigger picture. And ultimately, choose your indulgences, choose your fuck yes moments and choose the things that you're going to compromise on and follow through with that and accept the consequences of both you have unlimited permission to eat right but we're adults and we know that there's a consequence to each choice that we make and accepting that either way okay so second question i am afraid about undoing all of my progress on holiday this is something that's come up a couple of times this week um and naturally with loads of summer holidays etc etc and with you are on a really good run where you've had your head down for a few weeks, you've made great progress with your nutrition, you've got some great habits in, you're starting to see the, for example, fat loss results or muscle gaining results, you're really in a good flow and now you are going away and you think, right, okay, well, what now? This is going to derail my progress, all of these things that start floating around your mind. So first thing is to take a second. You cannot undo all of the hard work that you've put in, right? You are not going to regress with a week or so away. And I think what we sometimes think is we are used to, as predominantly women will have this, I think, because we are so used to being taught to tie our wear to the scale that we would think, right, okay, well, if I started my, let's say it's a body compositional journey and you're in a phase of, you know, training and also losing some body fat, and you say to yourself, right, I started my fat loss journey at 75 kilos and I'm now going away at 70 kilos. And if I come back and weigh myself and I see 75, I've undone all that hard work. And the truth is, it's not that simple, right? It's not a case that the scale dictates everything. And you know that deep down. If you think about your progress as more than just the number on the scale, which is what I encourage you all to do, this is where you'll start to handle these situations a little bit more effectively. And this comes with experience and time, right? you need to see your progress as a bigger picture. If in doubt, zoom out, okay? It's not about what you've done in the last six to eight weeks or the last 12 weeks. It's about where you are compared to where you were last year, where your relationship with food is, where your education around nutrition is, your ability to handle things, your ability to handle stress and emotions in a way that aligns with your goals, your um, how you're handling training, your habits, your strength progression, just all of this encompasses your your progress, right? And actually, if you think about all of the progress that you've made with nutrition, with slowing down your thought processes, with making mindful choices, with knowing what a portion looks like, with knowing how to structure nutrition over the day, with hitting your protein intake, with knowing maybe how awful you feel when you completely lose it, you know, and, and you overeat continuously or you drink absolutely loads and then overconsume and actually say, do you know what? I want to feel good. I want to feel good. And those times are going to be a bit more sporadic that actually now the choices that you make that actually serve you are so much different to where you were when you began this process that you have to trust yourself to go into these situations and know that, okay, if I don't train for a week or 10 days, whatever, if I yeah, there will probably be a few more choices while you're on holiday where you you choose those indulgences. And the goal for a holiday, right, isn't to keep losing body fat. The goal for a holiday is to challenge yourself to be in these environments, to celebrate all the hard work that you've done, to unwind, to enjoy yourself, to make memories, 
and to ultimately maintain and maintain doesn't look like getting back on the scale a day after you land and hoping the same scale weight is on the, on the, the face of the scale it looks like okay when I come back from here, I can say I've made mindful choices. I've chosen my, chosen my indulgences. So you might say, right, okay, I'm going to keep a pretty regular structure to my meals. I am going to eat when I'm hungry, not when the hotel or when whoever dictates. So I'm going to get up and I'm going to have my breakfast like normal, try and have structured meals, breakfast, lunch and tea. I'm going to structure that like I normally would. I'm going to think about having fruit at breakfast. I'm going to think about having vegetables with my lunch or a salad with my lunch. Where are my greens? Where's my fibre in each meal? Having a protein serving stopping when I'm full again all these mindful techniques you don't have to track it to be mindful right to check in with your hunger and your fullness you might say right I'm going to have one indulgence a day whether that's an ice cream or a couple of glasses of wine in the evening with my evening meal and you choose each day what your indulgence is going to be rather than the entire thing from when the plane lands on the tarmac to when you take back off again being one massive indulgence and actually the shift in mindset that you've probably created during the time between starting and going away you probably find that you will make less of those choices and you will be able to be in control of the choices and accept the choices that you make of saying do you know what yeah my indulgence today is that I'm gonna have a few more drinks than I normally would and I accept that and I'm on holiday and like we say the goal isn't to remain in a deficit the goal is to maintain that hardware that you've done and how quickly you transition back after you get home so giving yourself that few days after you land that you know three to five days to just get back to rhythm to not take any data pictures or scale weight and to just give yourself a chance to get rid of the water weight from holiday from flying etc get back into a rhythm and then reassess after a week of being home and nine times out of ten you'll be absolutely fine and you're going in with a fresh mindset now in a completely different place to where you were so you can't undo the muscle tissue that you've built over months by not training for a couple of weeks. You can't undo all of these great healthful habits that you've created. And remember to keep your focus on having great times, making great memories, being mindful and seeing the picture bigger than just a chance to overconsume. You're going in with so much more education, so much more awareness in such a better place. And if you trust yourself with that, you'll be able to act in line with your goals and right now the goal being enjoy yourself choose your indulgences and just be mindful along the way and as I say when you get home it's how quickly we can return back to normality right it's saying the next day cool I'm going to do all that washing because I don't want it to sit there for weeks I'm going to go and do a shop so that my cupboards are stopped because I know that I'm straight back into work this week and I can set myself up for success there I'm going to get my diary out the day after I get back and I think right okay cool when am I going to train this week when am I going to get stuff done? Make a plan of action for the week rather than, oh, I'll do that tomorrow, I'll do that tomorrow. And all of a sudden it's been a week to 10 days and you've not really found your feet again. And now it's starting to stack against you. So the day after you get home, having that reset day and then transitioning back into normality, giving your body a week or so to get back to normal and then start tracking data again and see where you're at. And I promise you that with this and trusting your body, you'll be absolutely fine. And ultimately remember, this is your life now. This is a case of, just like with social occasions, if you think of the bigger picture, if you thinking less about your progress between this week and that week and this month and this month and how much you've changed, but zooming out and thinking, right, this is the lifestyle that I'm creating for myself. For some of you, that'll look like training a couple of times while you're away. For some people, it'll look like not training a couple of times when you're away, but just getting back to your rhythm when you're home. And actually building this lifestyle now where you see this as an ongoing thing, 
you don't do the washing once and expect to never do the washing again. It's a thing that's ongoing. And actually, if you start to see this now as a <clears throat> excuse me, the bigger picture and your lifestyle, that's where that transition really takes hold. And, you know, I'm saying this from a space of I am I've been on a couple of holidays this year already and again practice what I preach here, choose the indulgences, you know, act mindfully. Good thing if you're staying somewhere like with a buffet is that buffets are absolutely great for making mindful choices, right? You can walk the buffet, see what's there. You've got someone cooking fresh for you all the time, which takes out away the decision fatigue of having to think about what you're having all the time. And you've got all this abundance of goodness and freshness and salads and things always taste better when they're cooked abroad, right? Filling your plate with greens, choosing what you're going to have on the side, having something different every time rather than walking from one end of the buffet to the other and just loading with everything that's on it. Thinking, right, okay, well, I'm going to have that and that this evening, then tomorrow I'm going to have that and that. And knowing that you can try everything without having to have it all right now is actually quite a nice place to be. It's variety with your food, right? It's trying new things. But being mindful and taking a breath and knowing that food will always be there is super important. And as I say, I say this knowing that in four weeks time I'm off to Orlando and I have got a list of snacks that I want to consume at the parks because it's been a long time will I enjoy them absolutely will I overindulge on them every moment of every day absolutely not because it's just not in line with my approach to nutrition and I will absolutely go in and each day choose an indulgence and say right this is what I'm choosing today and I'm gonna bloody enjoy it but does that mean that around that I will make mindful choices? Of course, because it makes us feel better, right? It makes us appreciate food. And like we say, the food will always be there. So there is no such thing as bad food. And choose your indulgences is what I would have in mind when when going away. Similarly to social occasions, maybe give yourself one thing each day that you're going to indulge on. And that'll kind of bring you up to, to maintenance level. A lot of the time as well, you find that you or you have more space and opportunity to do things that actually you enjoy, right? So a lot of the time people find that if they're going somewhere warm, you'll do more things like beach walking and things like that. And you actually are quite active through the day. And that can really help to keep those mindful things in. Making a little list before you go away of things that you still want to do that serve you. You've got this opportunity where you're not working, you're not stressed to do these things, whether that's training or whether that's going for a walk in the morning. Now, keeping these things in that serve you that serve your relationship with food that serve your relationship with your body making having a mindful approach to your nutrition and filling your plate and your hunger and your fullness choosing your indulgences not letting yourself feel guilty keeping in your mindful things like a morning walk a beach walk before you sit down you sunbathe or whatever you know saying that you will alternate your drinks rather than just drinking from 10 a.m all the way through to the evening that you will again choose those indulgences based on how you want to feel and how you want to show up is so important it's not a case of saying oh we have to be strict and we're away but it is a case of saying okay what serves me and what do I still want to continue doing and actually holiday is quite a nice place to do those things because you've got the time to focus on them remember holiday is about doing what you want to do a lot of the time work and life gets in the way of what we want to do so holiday is a good chance to actually do that okay final question I feel too stressed to worry about food and getting activity in Okay, this is more of a statement than a question. So if you're feeling too stressed to worry about getting food and activity in at the moment. Okay, so stress, stress, stress. First thing with stress is that sometimes it's unavoidable, right? 
we can think about the things that we can minimize we can think about okay where's this coming from what can we change to maybe reduce this stress but ultimately it's unrealistic and it's a bit like toxic positivity to expect that we're not going to be stressed stressed is going to stress stress is going to be a part of life right and what we need to do is make sure that the emotional and stressful coping mechanisms that we've got to manage that are aligned with our goals and how we want to show up so first of all i would get you to reflect and think well okay why are you stressed is there anything that you can do to minimize that are you in control of your own diary can you shuffle your diary so that i don't know if your days are too long and you're feeling stressed out by that that you work an extra day and have shorter days could you start setting boundaries and start saying no could you make sure that you are taking lunch breaks that you're refreshed in the day if you are stressed because you work and you're a mom for example and you've always got something on can you communicate with your partner take some load can you do a little bit of pre-planning in the week for example where can we alleviate that stress a little bit the second thing as i say is to make sure that your stress management tools are in line with your goals if you're leaning on food when you are stressed or emotional for example food is filling a bit of a void that may not be there whether that's a void of control or a void of emotion something that food is then filling for you so can we think of other things that actually are aligned with your goals as a way to manage stress okay I'm, I'm stressed i can feel myself getting stressed out in that instance i run myself a bath or i go for a walk or i sit down with a book or i box breathe and i just sit in some quiet and i just take myself away for five minutes and almost reset Think about your stress management tools. Have you got any stress management protocols in place? Is that what you actually need to maybe think of? And are you resting enough to match that stress? Are you really, really stressed in the day? Do you need to make sure that you're winding down of an evening so that you can actually decompress from your days rather than just waking up and going to bed stress to stress, wall to wall? There's a psychologist that I have done some work with recently and she said about the importance of not thinking about pushing 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 through stress through the week for example and thinking i'll just get to the weekend or week to week to week month to month to just get to that holiday and actually what we do is burn out and life becomes a pretty miserable place but we just think it's okay we'll just push to that weekend or that holiday and then what happens is on that weekend or on that holiday we blow out we overeat we drink too much alcohol because that's trying to counteract the stress of the week when actually if we make stress management a part of our day if we make sure that after a stressful day we wind down we disconnect we get off our laptops we get off our phones we actually immerse ourselves in nature we go and train we have a change of scenery we just step away from everything for a second that helps us to manage those burnout and blowout times more effectively and that's such an important thing is making sure that you're not just pushing through the stress but you're making stress management and rest a part of your life where the stress can't be avoided and it's almost thinking about counteracting that stress with with some deep rest as well so thinking about your stress management protocols and are they aligned with your goals and a little bit of you know stuff that you can think about is you're saying that you're too stressed to actually look after your nutrition or your activity both of those things will help you to manage that stress right if your energy is regulated if you are using stress losing training and movement therapeutically to decompress to release endorphins to step away to immerse yourself in something different these are all great things to help you manage that stress not to act against it and it sounds like it's actually the planning and getting things into your week that is you're stressed about rather than the thing itself so 
in this instance, take 20 minutes, half an hour on a Sunday evening. Sit with your diary, put your non-negotiables in. When are you working? When are you on the school run? See where your free time is and set a date with yourself. You only have to plan out once and then all you need to do is execute. Whereas if you're taking it day by day and trying to do things here and there, you will feel chaotic. It's going to feel like a very stressful place to be. Whereas if you set, for your, you set yourself up for success on a Sunday evening, plan your week ahead. Schedule in. If you know you're not going to get up and train, plan it later on in the day. If Vice versa. If you know that you're someone who works and the days are likely to overrun or you are absolutely knackered after training and the likelihood is you're not going to go and get up and train, then you've got to get up and train in the morning. Then you've got to choose the the slot for you that is going you're most likely to stick to and only you can you can determine that. So setting yourself up for success in a way that works for you. Putting your non-negotiables in first and then you know, putting in, say, for example, your training or your walks around that. Make things habitual. For example, if it comes down to steps, you you know you're not used to hitting a step goal. Set yourself out a half an hour route in the morning that you do to wake yourself up to before you get on your phone, before you immerse with all these notifications from your phone, have half an hour where you just put a podcast in and you disconnect and you set yourself up mentally for the day have a half an hour route that you walk and then maybe have a 15 minute route that you walk on your lunch break when you are going to take a breath from work, from clients, whatever it is that you do, that you are off your phone, that you disconnect, that you take some time to eat a meal, that you then go out and get some fresh air and actually make movement a part of your day rather than just I need to hit this step goal. Doing that little bit of pre-planning and the same goes with nutrition you have to do a big shot, you have to know what's in, right? And ultimately, you have to eat. So a little bit of pre-planning in the day, okay, what breakfast could I maybe make this week? Super quick if I'm busy in the mornings and plan ahead. What teas are we having this week? Cool, okay, now portion-wise, how much do I need to make sure that I'm aligned with my goals? Plan that out at the start of the week. You know what's in the fridge. You're going to have to do a little bit of pre-planning for everybody else anyway, right? Don't make yourself the bottom of the list. Pre-plan your week get ahead and then all you have to do is execute rather than trying to make decision fatigue in the moment what am I eating for this meal that meal that meal every single day plan ahead take the decision making out of it relieve yourself of that stress and just focus on executing through the week okay so quite an in-depth one this week only three questions but some really good ones and some things to really get into and hopefully with the answers that I've provided there all of you have got something that you feel like resonates with you and this is what is so individual about coaching is that you'll all have a slightly different way of doing things it's not about you all doing things in the same way and it's about listening to those things and thinking yeah that's something that resonates with me or that's something that I could do and trialing it and seeing what works for you it's about doing things in a way that fits into your lifestyle there's no right way to do things it's what works for you and then when you find that it's up to you to stay consistent with it so I hope that will make sense and I hope you all have a lovely rest of your week I hope you found this helpful if you aren't currently a client and you did find this helpful and you are ready to be supported in reaching your goals, then don't feel afraid to reach out. Obviously, if you are a current client, this is in the series of your Q&As. These are your questions that I am answering. So as always, on your check-ins or in the week, feel free to ask questions and I will form these Q&As based on what you guys need support with. Enjoy the rest of your week, guys, and I will speak to you soon. <laughs>